welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast that we do basically every week, basically about all the video games that Telltale basically put out. I'm basically Mitchell Farley Wolf, and I'm basically always joined by co-host Dustin Jackson. Say hi, Dustin. Hey, I'm basically doing okay. I'm here to basically talk about some Batman. I don't know where I don't know where the the joke came from this week, but I I, I locked in. I ran into it. We've introduced a podcast. Well, to be fair, I think the the term joke is being used pretty loosely. Yeah, it is just saying a word <laughs> as it is actually defined to be used. That's true. That's true. It's not even saying it wrong or weirdly. It's just that's how you use that. Yeah, the joke is that you're saying it a lot, and I guess that's humorous <laughs> to someone. <laughs> me. It was mostly me. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when you're in the 100-something episode of your podcast, you gotta mostly do it for yourself. Yeah, basically. Basically. Uh, we're basically covering Batman the Telltale series, episode 3, New World Order, released on October 25th, 2016, directed by Jason Pike, written by Nicole Martinez, Meredith Ainsworth, Patrick Kevin Day and Jessica Krause, designed by Emily Garrison, Michael Kirkbride, and Juan Vaca. How do you think? Awesome. How do you feel about this one? About this episode? Yeah, about this one. Um, you were really high on the uh, episode two. I don't think this is as good as episode two. Episode two was just so uh, it got my adrenaline pumping. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was constantly moving, and you don't really get that in this one, but I do like it. I like that it's furthering. The, I feel like this is maybe that Telltale season. That classic in betweener episode three. Yeah I, yeah, I don't really want to call it a slump because I did like the episode, but it's it's that classic. This is the bridge to what is coming later. Yeah, it's not not a slump, but it is an in betweener of two different eras of the game that. I think we're both very thoughtfully planned out and they just needed to get to from one to the other. Although there are at least three things yeah. during this uh, episode that I think are like season highlights so far. I, yeah. There's some stuff in here that I really, really liked. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get, can, can I uh, start by saying something I forget if I, I don't think I've said this in earlier episodes, mm-hmm. but one thing I really like that just really struck me this time is the logo for this season. I really like having the Batman symbol with the city of Gotham inside. I think that's a really cool visual. Yeah, it's kind of the inverse, I think, of what was done for a lot of the Nolan movie stuff, where you look up like from the ground level in Gotham and the negative space between the skyscrapers makes the logo. Yeah. Uh, and this is just the, the Gotham is inside the Batman, which I might be symbolism might also just be, you know, it looks cool. <laughs> cool poster, bro. Yeah. I think at this point in the podcast, I, my half of the podcast might need to stop doing those kinds of deep dives. So I'll just say it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm glad we're on the same page. Gotta pick my battles uh, about <laughs> what is and what is not important to think about. Uh, so here's the thing. Last episode, we talked about how you saved Selena at the um, 
the debate attack, right? Yeah. And okay, and I saved Harvey. And for you, that really messed up Harvey's face. Right, right, right. Yeah. Becoming early stages of the villain we will know soon as Two-Face, right? Yeah, he's he's not looking so good. Yeah, so for me, he just got a black eye. Um, <laughs> oh, he made it out easy. Yeah, he made it out easy, but uh, I still do start the episode in the hospital with Harvey. Um, and he's got this black eye, and he's saying some stuff. He's saying What's some he saying? extremist stuff. Um, where he says something to the effect, he's talking to Bruce, and, you know, he doesn't know Bruce is Batman. Uh, uh-huh. He seems like one of the few people at this point that doesn't. <laughs> uh, he doesn't know Bruce is Batman, and he's saying stuff like, I really like that Batman guy. These police don't know what to do. If we give Batman the power, and Bruce says, who's we? Because, like, he's referring to himself as we already, as multiple people. Mm-hmm. You can uh, tell something's kind of off. Something has snapped within Harvey Dent. Um, and something will snap a lot more within Harvey Dent, at least for me, later in this episode. Uh, like, a lot more. Uh, so, even though his face... He just kind of has a bruised area around his eye. He doesn't have the full toothface syndrome situation. Uh, <laughs> he's he's two-facing out, for real, all the way. That's... That seems weird. It, it, seems it seems unfair weird. a little bit, right? Yeah, like, you. Sorry, man. You still have to be Two Face. He does still have to be Tooth Face. Yeah. Sorry about that. Toothpaste. Did you call him Toothpaste? I I think I almost said toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like he he doesn't have that happen to him. It's the it's explained as the residuals of the drug that Penguin gave him, or I guess. Uh, Vicky Vale gave him. Yeah. Uh, during the debate. So I guess that's fair. That happened whether I saved him or not. But um, yeah, he's he's not, his face is not messed up. And like throughout the rest of this episode, his face doesn't become messed up. <laughs> that uh, hypothetical we talked about last episode, that fate would just try to keep messing up his face didn't end up happening. Um, right. But he is psychologically there. He's flipping the coin to do stuff. He's um, talking to himself as multiple people. He's referring to Harvey Dent in the third person. Uh, He's going from very manic to very depressive back and forth. He's all the way two-faced for me by the end of this episode. Same. Although it's uh, very weird because I get the full-on messed up half-the-face two-face. Yours has a black eye. Yeah, he's just got a black eye. That <laughs> I like the concept of having like a, a kind of lame two face. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of like another <laughs> another instance of two face could have been like I maybe shaved a little bit too much of my left eyebrow and I'm self conscious <laughs> about it and it drove me to insanity. Now I'm gonna flip coins a lot. Yeah, and then like Selena or someone looks at him and is like, Oh yeah, I guess I guess it looks a little different. <laughs> they can't even tell he's like ah damn it i've been driven over the edge <laughs> i is that is your eyebrow a little shorter on the other side no <laughs> my weakness uh, uh, it's time to let the other guy in control so um 
we because just just because we've been talking about Two Face, how do you feel about him? How do you feel about the emergence of Two Face as a Batman villain in this episode? Um, I like it. I, I like seeing um, Harvey Dent really uh, push back against him. Mm-hmm. I like him still being like, no, Bruce, you're my pal, kind of, until something happens. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, he he keeps going back and forth like, these are my friends. Like, well, meh. <laughs> and he has to <laughs> deal with that. I I think that it's a little... I think the pacing of this was a little tough for me. It, it kind of went okay. from zero to 60 over the course of this episode uh very quickly and i just don't buy it because by the the uh, harvey dent that we left at the end of episode two was basically not two-faced at all yet and right now he is fully there yeah um i i get where you're coming from uh yeah. i i think i don't know thinking about it i guess it it's fine since it's supposed to be like it, it's not just all happening at once. Like it is supposed to be over the course of like yeah a couple days, I think. Yeah. So, um, just a little timeline of the episode for the Harvey related parts. I start in the hospital with him, and he's not allowed to do much yet. And then I think we meet up with him again in his office as the mayor. He's now the mayor. Yeah. Um. And For me, he had a whole like half mask covering his uh, oh, wow. horrendous born her- horrendous burn. Yeah, he doesn't need that for me. It's just a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great if he still used it. Yeah, just a very small one. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want everyone to see that he was gently uh, scuffed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's the second time we see him, and like during the hospital, he's got some like. He's he's lashing out a little bit, but you kind of get the idea that well, he was just in a in a attack. He's going to lash out a little bit, and then later on, when you see him like at his office, uh, that's after the point where he apparently uh, some people tried to mug him on the street, and he straight up punched them to death. Yeah, he's got these yeah. bloody hands, which in shadows mode are very striking because. Uh, the bloody hands of Two-Face are the only, and like the little bruise on his face, are the only colored things you can see on the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I, I can imagine. Um, for me, it's harder to make out because you have all the other colors. Mm, true. But you you notice, but boy, he just straight up kills a guy. Yeah. And then is like, uh, oh, that's fine. I can just do that. Well, you know, it, it is self-defense, and I think that they said something to the effect of, like, these people were, you know, like, repeat offender muggers, so right. it's not gonna, especially with Harvey Dent being the mayor and a lawyer from his previous job before mayoring, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah, he's gonna get away with that. Yeah, uh, so... I'm guessing if you saw this, or I don't know if this is the same either way, but did you uh, go with, did you check up on him first or Rene Montoya? I, I checked up on, on uh, Rene first. Same, same. I wonder if it would have played out differently if you followed him. I, I'm, I have to imagine it would have. Well, yeah, I mean, what they were trying, 
What I think the game was trying to say, and I don't know if this is one of those unfortunately common telltale illusion of choice um, masquerading as real choice here. Um, I think what they were trying to say is if you went with Harvey first, you could have stopped him from killing these guys. Right. Um, but you didn't. Yeah, I wonder what would have happened to Renee. Uh, I mean, Renee speak- was in a bad spot, too. She was attacked by a bunch of other people. and uh, yeah. She could hold her own like one-on-one, but she was outnumbered by a lot. Mm-hmm. Boy, uh, so I told you this earlier, but uh, can I inform our listening audience of uh, a little bug I got in this scene? Yeah, tell me about it. So, um, I chose to check in on Renee Montoya first as well. Uh, to my surprise, she just is not there at all. Yep. It, it took yeah. me a, a minute or so to realize she was not hiding behind something to not be seen by these guys. She just was not there. Mm-hmm. As in, she's supposed to be, but her model just decided to not show up. You're getting voice lines and everything still, though? I was getting voice lines and everything. I saw things hover in the air that she was picking <laughs> up. They just decided, ah, eh, they probably get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting because to me, I okay, so I'm playing this game on PC and I'm playing it in Shadows mode, which is the new released mode, which uh, certainly changes the visuals of a lot of things. But I am under the impression that when they were making it, they might have also been cleaning up some of the loose ends of the game, making it a little uh, more performance, more, less buggy. And everything I've experienced in this game so far feels like the most AAA, um, professionally done Telltale game out of the entire catalog we've played so far. It feels very... It just feels good. And then a lot of what you say, uh, you're playing not on Shadows mode and you're playing on an Xbox Series X. Yeah. But probably just playing it as if it's a Xbox One, right? Yeah, exactly. Just a backwards compatible game. Yeah. Um, everything you're saying sounds very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing. For the most part, it's totally fine. For the most part, it looks uh, great. It's just there's occasional issues like that, and that's a big one when a character just isn't there. That's not something you can just not notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's but then a big there's one. there's other little things like having pixelated shadows. Uh, Commissioner Gordon's uh, smoke from his cigarette just being like big white blocks. Yeah, it, it it's just little things here and there, and it's weird because it takes me out, and then otherwise it's totally fine. Yeah, I almost never recommend people play the remaster of a game almost ever um (laughs) remake is different but uh i i think that if you're interested in seeing like why an important game was an important game at the time you should play the original article uh i strongly recommend playing the shadows and uh pc version of this game i think that it's almost nearly certain to be the uh, definitive article here. It's the s- definitive edition of the game. I'm having a great time. And Dustin <laughs> seems to be having a great time too, but uh, uh, a less fidel with, time. Yeah, with with an asterisk next to it. Is fidel a word? Like fidelity? Uh, maybe. I think Probably. It sh- I think it should be, right? Good job making a word. 
if it didn't already exist um yeah because i i don't want to say more high fidelity because more and high is uh just redundant right uh maybe when we get to season more vital time (laughs) maybe when we get to season two i'll do that in shadow mode okay yeah so i can i can get that i can get both experiences with the series yeah um up to you i certainly think it's cool yeah yeah Uh, yeah yeah so we talked about the first two times we see Harvey Dent. The third time we see Harvey Dent is after, for me, I slept with his girlfriend. <laughs> you went for it? I went for it, yeah. Uh, did you go for it? It sounds like you didn't. I did not, but um, yeah, so okay. this leads me to another thing. Um You've made your stance on these telltale choices very clear. Mm-hmm. I... I I have not been getting my choices for the first two episodes, but for some reason it gave me them for this one. Yeah. And I I get it. The choices don't make sense. They're wrong and bad. But right. boy, this this one I thought was incredibly funny. Um, uh, <laughs> how many people slept with Selena? Yeah. Yeah, let, it's high. I get it. <laughs> it's so high for percentage. me... For me, it said, you and 9.6% of players chose to maintain a platonic relationship with Selena. Is that the first one we've seen, even, uh, in the single digits? I don't... I, th- I think there's been others, but this is the first one in a while where I've been like, oh, hmm. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Interesting. That's, a, that's quite a big <laughs> choice. And here's the thing. If I had known Harvey was going to come in and totally torpedo his chances with her, I probably would have slept with her. Well, yeah. <laughs> At the time, I was like, I can't do this to Harvey. But then Harvey comes in after, and I, and now I'm like, I, I probably could do that to Harvey. Yeah, I can. This is one of those things where I think you can totally reverse engineer how it must have gone down to the writer's room. Where we have this one episode where we have a real reason to sleep with Selena. Uh, the chemistry between Catwoman and Batman is very intense. And... She, even through this episode, drops hints of, like, I'm really not dating Harvey. Like, we're, we're kind of flirty. We've maybe been together a few times, but we're not exclusive. She, uh, she doesn't say that in as many words, but that is definitely the impression I got from it. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's still, hey, you're violating the bro code, bro. Yeah, Harvey sure. seems to think their relationship is a little more than that. And, mm-hmm. like, if if you want to break it off with him, I am more than happy to do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, in fact, let me break off me with him, too, because he's being weird. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think he's going to be, like, a supervillain or something. Yeah, he's, he's acting like half his face is gone. <laughs> that black eye is really getting to him. But he's got his whole face. yeah well uh but but yeah like you can imagine in the writer's room they say like he needs this like very personal he's had the physical trauma of the drugs coursing through his brain that um undo a lot of his reservations about lashing out and acting out right uh so he's got this physical opportunity he needs the emotional, psychological penetration point where he can really just dive into this thing he's experiencing and kind of break his psyche. Yeah. Uh, and that thing, I think, would be him thinking that Bruce Wayne 
slept with Selena Kyle, whether or not she actually did. Um, but I think for for me, his face isn't messed up for it enough. <laughs> Uh, maybe if your face was messed up a little more bro i could buy this and he um he was really he was acting it out before that point in the episode Mm -hmm. so it it kind of feels like um i I like what they're trying to do with it but their wires might have gotten crossed a little bit of like okay well when really should we have the two-face moment come out uh i think maybe it came out too early and too quickly uh, yeah, if it I, was I, more tied to this moment with Selena, I, I think I could take Harvey's departure and this moment with Selena a lot more seriously. Yeah, may, maybe it didn't land that way for me just because he did have such a traumatic event. So it kind of it makes a little more sense. He that was he, missing half, half his face. You see, that's the yeah, trick. That that's where they went wrong for you. He didn't. He still had it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like. After that, I can buy him just being so messed up, both physically and psychologically, that he could really just be set off, like, pretty quickly. It's a lot happening all, yeah. all at once. But for you, yeah, it's a, a lot more of a stretch. Yeah, so um, we'll, we'll talk about the actual sleeping with Selena of it all. But uh, to, to finish up the, the Harvey conversation, for me... The way Harvey saw Bruce Wayne was incredibly incriminating. Uh, So he was talking to Selena. He brought her flowers, which seemed nice. And then um, I'm trying to hide behind a door in Selena's bedroom. (laughs) Did you have this? Yes, I had exactly Uh, this. And uh, I try to keep hiding behind the door. And then the cat bites my ankle. (laughs) Which, like, this is Batman. (laughs) Guys, Batman can't freak out because the cat bit his ankle. He's Batman. I know that he's naked right now. He's being Bruce Wayne more than he's being Batman. But this is Batman. (laughs) This is You can't just have him be bit by a cat and be like, ooh. Yeah, he's got to carry over some of the, like, self-preservation mental discipline stuff (laughs) even when he's not wearing the suit (laughs) yeah so for me that's not exactly how it went down uh for me he was not bit by the cat for me he tried to shoo the cat away the cat goes running out the door opening it for uh harvey to see bruce yeah and he's in like his tidy whities right yeah Yeah. boy quite a bulge they modeled on this bruce one of the most realistic video game bulges I've ever seen. Because I was like... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just say this right here. There's a lot of less than brave uh, underwear modelers in the AAA video games industry. And this one was uh, not cowardly at all. <laughs> this one yeah. was, uh, had all the gumption of a superhero themselves when they modeled that bulge. <laughs> yeah, they said, well... Batman can't just have no bulge. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Man, I thought it was extremely funny when uh, Harvey's knocking on the door of Selena's apartment and she just kind of looks over at Bruce like, get out of here. Go in there. And you see Bruce just like grab his Batman outfit 
and then just kind of hunched over quickly run to the yeah. other room. <laughs> you did the same thing for me, yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's hilarious to see, but even funnier when you when you have it be him with his Batman clothes. Do you remember there was I think it was an author of one of the Batman comics a couple years ago who po- <laughs> made the point to say on Twitter, I think, um, oh yeah, Batman doesn't reciprocate oral. Yeah, I forget who that was, but uh, boy, the Harley Quinn show sure, sure decided to say, oh yeah. well (laughs) it's it's funny because i think you can you can glean from certain very if you wanted to i don't know if you want to but if you wanted to you could conflate a certain traditionalist conservative outlook on life with that behavior um, and some Batman do definitely fit into that right. ideology. This one, this Batman feels the most like he does, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't see this Batman as a selfish lover. This Batman is suave and I think understands uh, the bedroom's intersection with politics. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And on the other hand, even though we've made a lot of comparisons to Christopher Nolan's Batman movies uh, with this Batman, I think that Batman is maybe the one that doesn't the most. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't the most? Yeah, I think this one, re- that one really doesn't. Christian Bale's Batman, I don't think it does. That one makes sense. That That's part of why I like this Bruce Wayne better. Yeah, I, I think for every Batman, you need to find out where on the scale <laughs> of, of uh, oral reciprocation they lie. <laughs> the Batman oral scale. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, this one, this one does it. This one definitely does it, I think. Yeah, we don't see him, but... I we mean, don't we see can, him, but... We like, can infer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, okay, so earlier in the episode, um, I wrote down, I like Batman and Gordon's relationship here. I don't yeah. remember what I wrote that about. Um, I mean, I don't really either, but I don't think they do a bad job. I mean, I like it fine. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I really don't have much to say about it other than, yeah. uh, uh, no, you know what? I remember Commissioner Gordon saying, uh. Something about uh, rather he he would rather he be arrested. So I guess I'm on his bad side. He would rather he be arrested. He he would rather Batman be arrested than ask him for for help. Oh yeah yeah that seemed that seemed weird and a little out yeah, it's of like character. I, I've been I've been helping you a lot, man. Yeah, and I did something that I don't remember happen at the debate that made Batman seem more like a bad guy for a second or something. But um, yeah, over the course of this episode, I feel like I've gained all of that back and we're just friends again. Right. Um, I don't think it was at the... I think it was before the debate, Commissioner Gordon was like, you and I are on shaky ground. You can't just go barge into Mayor Hill's office all, all oh, willy-nilly. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, uh, so you and him are on better ground than I am. 
Well, Gordon still said that to me, though. Yeah, that's still weird. Yeah. That's, that's especially weird for him to say to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like... It looks like there's a mole. Oh. Because we find, we find out that the children of Gotham have infiltrated the... Um, the Wayne tech, all the all the different drones that Batman uses to surveil the city. Uh, the children of Gotham have access to that, which is an unprecedentedly bad idea. And uh, <laughs> Bruce asks Lucius Fox about that. We see Lucius Fox in the game for the first time. Uh, he looks cool. He's got a little bit of a CSI quality face shape. Uh he noticeably like blockier than everyone else in the game, <laughs> and he's voiced by uh, Dave Fenoy, who's the voice becoming is good. a tell. Yeah, he's he's becoming a telltale regular now. Yeah, uh, Lucius in, in, explains that he's got a back end in the Wayne Tech stuff that you can get into, uh, but really it would have to be someone in the know. So it looks like there's someone who's gotten some highly valuable information out of the Wayne family. And Uh-oh. At that point, I'm guessing is Alfred the mole. Ooh, hmm. I hope not. I was already given that reason we talked about last episode to think that Alfred is a little bit less than trustworthy. Hmm. <laughs> Who was it? I forget what it was. There was like it was a different Telltale game when you were really suspecting someone. Oh, I do it all the time. I mean, it's the most fun part of these games to do. <laughs> that That's the best, when you just, like, have it out for one person in particular and then you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that stays the case here. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's what makes it exciting to play through. Yeah, that... you, you make your own uh, ideas of what might happen and see if they yeah. work out. Yeah, I, I think that would be a very interesting route to be like, not only were the Waynes corrupt, but Alfred is a mole and is against you. Boy, that would be sad. Yeah, I'm thinking the ending of this episode might be trying to say who was the mole, even though I didn't give them very much information. Right. Um, so I don't know why that would look like a mole. Um, okay, so... Anyway, right. Uh, you find out from Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale says, "Hey, I contacted the Children of Gotham," and then Batman shows up and says, "Where's the Children of Gotham?" And where, then Vicky, where are they? Where, 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 where. <laughs> and uh, Vicky doesn't want to tell him where they are because of journalistic integrity, but then uh, eventually does so. Yeah, I was like, are you stupid? People are going to die. <laughs> yeah, but then also, when she finally gave it up, I'm like, are you stupid? You All the stuff you said about journalistic integrity kind of made sense. So, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> what are you doing? I like how it's a no-win situation. Where yeah. It's like, if you don't tell me, then so many people are going to die. If you do tell me, well, what was all that about the integrity, huh? Yeah, she <laughs> fucked up by introducing the concept that I shouldn't. <laughs> Like, hear from her about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess you screwed yourself. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
She yeah. was really getting on my nerves. So she tells you where they are. You go to uh, like the the train station, which is a kind of cool set piece. It's uh, it's a train station, but it's a monorail train station. Yeah. Uh, so it's all up in the sky, and you're you're hundreds of feet above Gotham somehow. I don't know how this <laughs> works, but it this is just a thing that exists in Gotham. This it can't be real anywhere in the world, right? Like this isn't a real thing you can do. <laughs> I don't think so. No, right? Like, uh, I know people have monorails, but th- this is like a monorail that works like a full train station where uh, it's just hundreds of feet in the air, but there's all this foot traffic going in and out. And yeah, it doesn't seem real. <laughs> Seems unrealistic. Maybe, maybe though. I, I know people do have monorails and they would need a station to park them at, I guess. But Right. Yeah. Anyway, you go there, uh, and the character that we find out is not the uh, the Scarecrow, but is Lady Arkham. Right. Yeah. She's got, uh, in like she's got a voice changer at this point, so we don't know. We can't tell her her gender, uh, but she's got Catwoman doing some stuff for her, and uh, Batman comes down and fights with Catwoman again. There's another good like buddy cop choreographed fight scene between the two of them mm-hmm. except now they're both in costume so I, I think it's it looks even cooler yeah you know on one hand i'm disappointed it's not the scarecrow but on the other hand i i guess the more i think about it the the less i'm into like this costume being the scarecrow like it, it's a it good doesn't look. look like the scarecrow yeah exactly yeah, I, I I think if you squint, you can like because like the mouth has like stitches over it, uh, the empty eyes. I f- I feel like if you wanted to make the argument, it's the scarecrow. You could, but uh, yeah, I it wouldn't be my favorite scarecrow design if it was. So a little relieved. Yeah, and I think we were um, conflating a bit too much. Maybe the relationship between this um, desire inhibition drug. With the kind of scare gas that Scarecrow has, because they're really yeah, not, they're the, not same. the same. Yeah, they're not the same. Yeah. Yeah. The dispersal and idea of them are the same, but they, they're different enough that... Um... Yeah, but then again, like, Oswald Cobblepot is nothing like the Penguin normally is. So... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it could so have just, been a, just been a different take. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it kind of is. Maybe it still is kind of a different take on Scarecrow, even if it's not actually scarecrow yeah just kind some uh similar ideas yeah uh so you get away with uh selena kyle you're pretty messed up so she's tending to your wound back at her apartment and uh well <laughs> a little cuddling going on oh, oh, one thing leads to another like, oh i didn't realize my hand was there wow <laughs> wow <laughs> Uh, I like that you can look in her fridge and get some bagels. You can't. Well, yeah, the next morning for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bruce. Okay, I wanted to talk about this. Thank you for reminding me about the food thing at Catwoman's okay. place. She's got this Chinese takeout, uh, these these like empty Chinese takeout boxes on her table, mm-hmm. and um, she's got some cat food in the cat bowl. And Bruce, as he's walking around, I think. I think this is meant to be like a relatable moment for Bruce Wayne with the audience. Uh, but this is he says some wild rich kid shit. In, <laughs> <laughs> did, did you feel that way as well? 
Uh, I think so. At the same time, I it feels like they're doing it in a way that to kind of humanize them, like kind of just have them like, huh, she could she could do better than this. Well, okay. So what he says specifically um, at that point is like um, he he looks at the Chinese takeout boxes and he's like, wow. She's stealing all this money and still eating Chinese takeout and not even the good kind. And I'm just thinking she's eating out every night and that's your takeaway? <laughs> that's a lot of that's money, right? Is that not is is there another era? I think okay. Have you talked to an old person, like an old old person, <laughs> Dustin, in in their I, their I, 40s, 50s, 60s um about ethnic food recently yeah well the thing that i think is interesting about that is that you consider an old person to be 40 no 40s not 40 like oh. like yeah older 40s 50 60 that kind well, of <laughs> says that, that, that's still pretty you're talking to someone who's 35 yeah 40s is that's 10 years older than you i'm 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 saying like this is the generation jump i'm referring to here oh man no but to answer your question no i have not <laughs> you've never at all <laughs> no no just not i've never talked to them about ethnic food okay <laughs> okay maybe i should clarify what i'm talking about uh, it, i've never talked to anyone over 40 <laughs> with like my my dad for example if right. I'll talk to him about Mexican food or um, sushi, he's into those ones. And it, a lot of other, like, you want to get Indian food? Do you want to get ramen? Do you want to get um, some other, uh, uh, anything a little bit more adventurous than orange chicken in the realm of Chinese food, something like that? It, it right. starts to, to go down in desirability quite a bit. And uh, if if pressed about this, uh, he'll he might say some kind of wild out of touch stuff about like pricing of like I don't want to get that cheap you know Chinese food when I can get a a more substantial like American cheeseburger whatever <laughs> um, <laughs> but the weird thing about that is that if you go to any Chinese food place in the modern era especially around where I live but I think a lot of other places too it's not the cheap option. There might have been yeah. a time where that was the cheap option in the 90s. I don't know. Um, but, like, the idea of eating Chinese food every night and as, like, oh, I don't have enough money for other stuff, that's not it. That's not how that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bruce might be a little disconnected. Yeah. Uh, because then he goes to the cat bowl and he sees, like, he's uh, the cat's got some... Iams or whatever, like brand name <laughs> cat food, right? Um, and then he goes, the cat's eating like a king, and she's eating all this garbage. I'm like, well, okay, Bruce, it is still cat food. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce knows all the best brands of cat food. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, it is still cat food, though. It's not. Mm. <laughs> you don't need to. You don't need to care about this, Bruce. <laughs> You're Bruce Wayne, man. Yeah, and I, I think there was a time where... The, the point I'm trying to make is, I think for some people, and it might have been in the Telltale writer's mind, I don't know, 
Mexican food or Chinese food um, was, was considered cheapo. It was, you know, it was not uh, the premium restaurant variety you could go to. But right. now it is. I, I think that is literally the opposite of the truth. I think you, the the more local you go, the the cheaper you probably go with food. And then with a um, Mexican place or a Chinese food place, you can you can pay over ten dollars for a burrito. You know that's not hard to do right. at all. Yeah, I don't like paying ten dollars for anything. Oh, I'll pay way more than ten dollars for certain kinds of burritos. It's it, you know. Right. I mean, I will. I just don't like to. Yeah. Oh, I would prefer everything be a dollar. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know why I was hung up on that, but it was just like it, it was a this game came out seven years ago. Right. And B, even then, I don't know if that would have like tracked as something that is true about Chinese food at the time. But I can totally yeah. get that there would have been a time where that was true. Yeah, uh, I I get that, but I also do like that it at least shows Bruce does want to get to know Selena more. He's looking around, he's mm-hmm. taking an interest in how she lives. Uh, I I like that at least. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Then the Harvey Dent stuff happens. The yeah, he breaks whole in. other half of this episode is kind of serious for uh like the trajectory of the season i guess this is a big moment and not really an in-between moment where he gets kicked out of wayne tech he uh he gets kicked out of the company yeah um it i feel like it it feels it's it's massive for bruce wayne this is like probably like the one of the biggest things in his life going on right now me as a player i'm like i get that this is big but i'm more interested in like his relationships with other people than with his company yeah um not to say i think it was done badly or anything i uh, definitely not i am interested but i i just think when it gets into stuff like companies that's when i'm a little <laughs> less <laughs> at all <laughs> just well well you know what i mean stuff like bruce wayne being uh shut out of his company i just think i'm not as interested in as i am like his friendship with harvey or his relationship with selena sure i get that um to the way my bruce wayne was answering questions when asked about it was always like okay the children of arkham thing is way more important to think about right now though um, yeah. So yeah, I'll get kicked out of the company, but um, we I mostly need to be in the company to figure out this Wayne Tech uh, compromise thing. Yeah. So I told Lucius to stay because I need someone on the inside. I I, I told him trust. the same thing because he was about to quit the company when Bruce Wayne was kicked out, uh, and you can give him the choice to either work for Bruce directly, which is I think what Lucius wants to do, mm-hmm. or uh, stay at Wayne. Yeah, it it just seems more important to have someone there. Yeah, especially because here's the big twist. The board says, look, we want to distance uh, ourselves from you right now. It should just be temporary. But in the meantime, we're going to bring in Oswald Cobblepot. uh, (laughs) That's okay, right? Yeah, do you like that? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a smile. I saw (laughs) it. 
I can. I think you like it. <laughs> it's your old friend. Just totally stone faced the whole time. Yeah, he likes it. He's he likes it. Yeah, and uh, by the way, this is the first time we see Oswald in a suit since episode one at the party, and I clocked that because they keep doing that very interesting choice of making Oswald's tie yellow <laughs> in a black and white world. Yeah, that's interesting. It's because I forget what all colors you said stand out. Red, obviously. Um, I mean, it's not every red thing, though. It's uh, it, it's just certain things. It, it's not yeah. by color. You you feel like it's they're just highlighting the very important things. Yeah, some it, it's clear that some things in the world are allowed to be the color they are. Uh, most Wayne Tech glowing stuff is the color that you choose for it. Uh, Harvey Dent's black eye is purple. <laughs> Uh, like the I w- blue I vein know. stuff on their mouth when they get drugged, that's there. Yeah, that's that's cool. That makes sense. Yeah, and Oswald's tie, <laughs> which <laughs> is probably because it's maybe mimicking, like the beak of the penguin mask. Huh. I don't know if they're going for that on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's still like a very conscious choice. Well, yeah, it has to be. It's everything else in the game is black and white yeah. and uh this isn't do you think it's just to give this important character something that stands out to be like oh this guy is a big deal yeah i could see that um but then selena like less the doesn't tie have itself. anything oh okay interesting yeah and then harvey dent up to this point didn't have anything bruce wayne usually doesn't have anything um yeah, Vicky Vale doesn't have anything. Uh, so normally. it's it's even weirder for the tie to stand out. It's really weird. Yeah, it's it's an interesting calculus they must have gone through to choose exactly when and why each thing gets its own uh, like pop of color. Bruce, uh, the, the the Batmobile is bright red when it's a regular car. That's oh when it's a regular car okay that yeah makes but sense. then when yeah, it's, it's the Batmobile it, it goes back into black and white which yeah I think makes sense because you want to show the transition and without the use of color at all it's hard to see the transition yeah I get that yeah um, but it is still like oh you, you have a bright red car because it's not always going to turn into the Batmobile sometimes it's just a round you have a bright red car and I'm I I'm looking at it 100 percent of the time because it's the only. <laughs> thing with color on screen right now yeah i'm i'm very interested in doing the shadows version for season two that then i'll get to see these wonderful colors yeah 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 well no you're seeing them right now <laughs> right you're in fact it was, it's less wonderful colors <laughs> but i'll get to see some of the ones that stand out i'll be right there with you yes true okay that's true we'll be side by side as brothers handshake yeah um, they make you do a little speech saying it's okay that they fired me. <laughs> it's fine, everybody. It's great, actually. How did this play out for you? So, okay, for context, there's a teleprompter telling you everything that you need to say, and a lot of it is very uh, washed in the bias of trying to make Oswald look good, trying to make the leave from Wayne Tech look 
uh, friendly, and, and everything like that. Um, mm. And for the first, I think, four or five pages of the teleprompter, I just said it as it was. Uh, and I said stuff like, uh, me and Wayne Tech are splitting on even terms. Oswald's going to do a good job. I said all of that stuff. But then the last one, the last page of the teleprompter, and I think this is the one that probably got anyone that diverged from the speech. The last one said, I believe Oswald Cobblepot is a good person or, or something to that effect. <laughs> and uh, I would trust him with my life and he's my favorite buddy. Or, like whatever, whatever it says. Best friends. Uh, really laying it on like, oh, I trust this guy. And like, well, that is the first one where it's so objectively a lie and also a dangerous lie because I yeah. know this person can do stuff. So I tried to say something uh, not necessarily about Oswald being shitty. I tried to say the children of God, uh, of Arkham are a plague on the city, something to that. Like, we need to be careful. I'm just trying to warn you. Uh, but then they kicked me off. They, they had armed security guards escort me from the premises. Yeah, that happened to me. I think I diverted a little earlier than you. Okay, you're braver. I, I, I did not say... Th- well, I stuck to the the prompt for a little bit, like, about the company. Yeah. But then once it started talking about Oswald, yeah, then I was like, uh, actually, uh, this guy's part of the Children of Arkham, and uh, you probably don't want him around. Yeah, so interestingly, in the choices at the end of the episode, sticking to the script is not among them. Uh, yeah. It's not listed. And I... If I didn't see what was at the very end of the episode, I probably would have not understood that. But you're escorted from the the pedestal where they're giving the speech and you're just like walking out into the audience. And then Vicky Vale sidles up next to you and you talk to her for a second. And then she drops her pen and then while she's hunched over, she stabs you with a syringe with the drug and it turns out that she is Lady Arkham. That's the big twist. Yeah, who would have guessed? she sort of riles you up into trying to go attack Cobblepot. And the episode ends with, like, Bruce Wayne jumping over people, uh, like, going up to punch Cobblepot, and then flash to black. That's a good ending. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm very excited to see. And we find out, it sounds like uh, Bruce is going to Arkham. Bruce might be going to Arkham. We might be going to Arkham Asylum in the next episode maybe i well i i would say definitely at least that's what it was for me in the next time on batman oh i didn't i don't watch those i try to stay <laughs> try to stay pure yeah see i like watching them because sometimes they're different from what you actually get in the episode oh that's true maybe i should then hmm <laughs> um so yeah i guess even if you said the script all the way through as it was you're still going to attack Oswald at the end. So it's not like you really can ever do it in a way that works out yeah. for you. I mean, Vicky, Vicky said it sounded like the press sure ate up what I was saying. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think she's probably a liar <laughs> about a, a number of things now. Right, but that seems like something that what would she gain from lying and saying, oh yeah, everyone loved that. (laughs) So (laughs) then uh, you look around and everyone's just like really looking at you all pissed off. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I think she was. I, I I thought she was being sarcastic. Oh, she, that could be. I I I was a sucker and just believed her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I did some digging just to make sure I had heard the name Vicky Vale before. It turns out that she's the reporter in the first Tim Burton Batman movie as well. Yeah. Um, she's a longtime established Batman character. Lady Arkham is also a longtime established Batman character. But I think until this game, they've never been the same person. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know everything about Batman. I hadn't even heard of Lady Arkham. Or, yeah, Lady Lady Gotham, right? Is it, I thought it was Lady Arkham. Oh, it, uh, now I'm confused. I'll look it up. Batman, Lady... Arkham. Okay. Oh, that makes... actually, hang on. First appearance is Batman the Telltale series. Okay. So, no, actually. It's not an established character. Hmm. That's different, then. Hmm. Yeah, that is different. Uh, is she in anything else afterward? Doesn't look like it. Uh, I'll try not to read ahead of the game here. Mm, yum, 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 yum. Nope. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's it says that uh, Lady Arkham might be uh, a, inspired by Jason Todd's run as the Arkham Knight from the game Arkham Knight. Um, Ooh. So both are pre-existing characters in the Batman community or continuity, uh, but been given a new antagonistic identity within their respective games based on the corruption of Arkham Asylum. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So similar, similar ideas across both characters. Similar ideas, probably, but I'm sure Telltale's going to take it in a very different way. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this. This episode does get me... It does continue to get me pumped for where it's leading up to. It's it's not like Game of Thrones where even though I was enjoying it, I I'd kind of felt obligated to write it out. With Batman, I'm like, oh, what what's going to happen next? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens next. Uh, I want to know why Vicky is so mean. Yeah, I thought we were cool. Yeah, because the, the twist in this episode is that Vicky is mean. But I think the <laughs> twist in the next episode sh- hopefully should be, Vicky, why mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe something happened to her to make her mean. Yeah. Or maybe she's just a, a mean person. I mean, there's a whole song about it. Icky Vicky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so I thought Lady Arkham was an established Batman character. Turns out I'm wrong. Um, just Vicky Vale is an established Batman character, and she's never been an antagonist like this before, so that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a nice little uh, twist, putting their own flavor on it. Yeah, um... Before we jump into segments, Dustin, I just wanted to ask you. Yeah. Uh, buddy to buddy, how was how was the sex scene done from a taste perspective? Uh, the sex scene with Selena? Yeah. That, that is the one. I didn't get it. <laughs> well, you had a lead up, right? This, this is what uh, I'm asking about. Like, So you said no to it. Yeah. She, she was like... At what point did you say no, though? 
so we were chilling on the couch. We were just, we just had like a nice long conversation t- with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, some, some kissing happens a little, uh, so you do lip kiss on her. lip. Yeah. There is some kissing going on. At okay. Least. And then, uh, she just gets up on, uh, <laughs> she gets up on Bruce's lap and, uh, she, she points to the zipper on her Catwoman costume and says, <laughs> and says, uh, am I going to be, am I doing all the work here or are you going to unzip this for me? And you said, no, <laughs> you said, I'm not doing that. I said, boy, it would be nice, but <laughs> wow. Okay. I, I, but Harvey Dent is my bro and he's not on this same page we're on. On the dialogue option, did it mention Harvey or did you just say no? Cause that was your reasoning. Yeah, so you just choose to say, uh, we shouldn't be doing this. And then Bruce says, uh, he brings up Harvey. Oh, okay. And does Selena agree with that idea? Uh, I mean, she doesn't, like, hate you. She doesn't, like, have her feelings hurt. She's just kind of like, eh, okay, all right, whatever. Uh, you can you can stay here. I'll get you a drink. They they get a drink after. They're still oh, okay. friendly with each other okay. after. It's, it's not like you totally shot her down. Yeah. I was wondering, so I, I did I did pull the zipper down, and I was wondering <laughs> uh, how far they would go with this because, you know, Batman stuff isn't typically, you know, there's typically not full nudity a lot of the yeah. time, but Telltale did do The Wolf Among Us with full nudity. That's uh, true. A lot of full nudity. So like they've done it, um, and. I think there's been some some kind of casual corpse nudity in CSI, which is gross. Uh, yeah, that's my least favorite kind of nudity. Same, One of the same, worst same, kinds. Same, 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 same. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we agree on that. <laughs> um, but I thought I thought this would have been like if they're doing that kind of stuff, this would have been a, a good venue for it. They did not choose to do that. There was none. Um, she was wearing underwear underneath her Catwoman costume. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's very funny to call it a costume in this specific <laughs> scenario. Yeah, Batman and Catwoman had to take off their little costumes to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was done well from uh, my perspective. They they only go on for like maybe 30 more seconds after that point for me. Right. And then they wake up in the bed together and... Uh, they both somehow have underwear on already. <laughs> You're catching them uh, post-underwear. Yeah, it looks like they both woke up at like 4 a.m. to put underwear on. Yeah. And it, then it's... went back to bed in the same <laughs> spot. <laughs> yeah, Bruce is still out on the couch. It, it, it's morning, but it's dark out. Oh, he's on the couch for you. For me, he's in the he's in Selena's bed. Oh, yeah. Interesting. For me, I slept out on the couch. That makes sense. Yeah, we since we decided to not have the sex. Um, well, so so far, my Bruce Wayne has had sex with Selena Kyle, and yours hasn't. And my Roderick Forrester got engaged to Elena, and yours didn't. I'm so glad you brought that up. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, it's just interesting, <laughs> huh? It's just interesting how that keeps happening. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think it's worth noting. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Y- <laughs> interesting. <laughs> well, let it be known that if the opportunity comes up again, I will take her on it. 
<laughs> well, you see, it's, it's that kind of language that I don't think is doing any favors. <laughs> see, see, if only I was more like you. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it out loud. <laughs> but um, uh, And I wasn't going to say it sincerely. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's head into our segments, I think. I think it's time. Okay. Let's see. Let's. Uh... Oh, wait, wait. Before we do our segments, can I say one thing that it's like totally unrelated, except it's Batman related? Yeah. Okay. Just because I feel like it'd be weird to bring it up after. Okay. Um, a friend of mine played the a movie earlier in the week that I watched with them called Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh, how was it? And oh, it was fun. It was great. I thought it was uh, lots of fun. And uh, something I thought was interesting is it felt like a lot of the tech in it was right from this Telltale game, which I'm sure is just, you know, a coincidence. It's not like it's the most creative take on Batman tech, but I I looked at it and I went, oh, that is like almost exactly like it is in the Telltale game. Interesting. Yeah. uh, Fun movie. Just thought I'd bring it up while we're talking about Batman. Is that like in the continuity of the animated series or something? I think. I it's its own continuity I want to say um, because okay. it seems like it's not like alternate universe shit where like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles come through a wormhole or anything in this world it just is oh Batman is in Gotham Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are in New York they come to Gotham uh, chasing the Shredder it is weird when New York is a city that exists and then also Gotham exists yeah, separately that, yeah it's weird that you can have both yeah um yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was uh, crazy because all of the uh, Arkham uh, inmates, uh, they got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mutagen, and so they mutate into crazy, uh, scary animal creatures. Ooh, what's the Joker do? The Joker's a big uh, cobra. That's good. Yeah, Spitting with a venom? big toothy grin. Yeah, Ooh, and uh, yeah. guess what the Scarecrow is? Actual Scarecrow. Yes, he's he's a crow. <laughs> yeah. uh, a beak a beak like grows out of the like hood he has on. Okay. And uh 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 is the penguin a penguin? Penguin is not penguin is in the movie but he's not in uh Arkham gotcha. so he doesn't get transformed. But uh Two-Face might be the best one. Okay. Uh both sides of his face are a different cat head. <laughs> Is it like one's a mean tiger and the other is just like a, a calm, like domesticated cat? They both seem like just domesticated cats, but one is angry. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it, it's really good. That's great. I don't know why, but I I see Harvey Dent as a feline type animal. He's, he's, yeah, he's tigerish. It, it just kind of works, me. and I don't know why. Yeah, it's got a tigery vibe. Yeah, but okay. but okay, that's all I wanted to bring up. We can we can get to our little segments. Sure, uh, golden moment. I, I yeah. Oh, you go ahead. You sound like you had yours all figured out. Um, I liked. Um, I I thought the moment in which Harvey Dent found Bruce in Selena's apartment was pretty well done. Okay. Yeah, in that specific yeah. moment, we talked about problems I have with like kind of the. The journey the of, of the Harvey Dent, thing. but yeah. in that specific moment, I thought it was good. I get you. That's a good one. Um, mine is somewhat related to that. I just liked uh, 
Bruce and Selena talking in her apartment before sex didn't happen. Yeah, that was even better for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and that one didn't even end up being your golden moment. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you really took it for granted. Mm. Dime a dozen with <laughs> no. these Telltale games. It feels like it happens every time for me. <laughs> Yawn, been there, done that. Been there, done that. Yeah, remember Roderick. <laughs> How could I forget? But no, I, I just, I, I feel like that, those are just the highlights of this season for me so far are when we have Bruce and Selena together. Maybe I should have taken her up on her offer because I think it really is just my favorite parts of the whole season. Just getting to, not just this, seeing the human side of both of them and seeing them interact and just have great chemistry. Yeah. Um, I think it really works like every time. It's interesting that I've only picked this up after the fact that we've we've played it through. We've played like a hundred of these games now, and this mm-hmm. might be the first time. I'm just trying to think if there's been anything else where it's been like a real, actual love story about a relationship. Um, Tales of Monkey Island, kind of. Tales of Monkey Island has it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um. I yeah I guess there's a difference though in in like that that a is a, that is a love story this is like a romance story like starting the relationship that's yeah, such a that, common that's thing an established marriage and this is a relationship blossoming yeah I I would I would say it counts though still yeah um I can't think of many others surprisingly though, yeah. rare for the kind of game this is yeah it's a narrative focused thing and they don't want to focus on relationships almost at all throughout these games. Yeah, um, I forget if there's like, you, you get some, mm, I was going to say you get some in Walking Dead, but it mainly is like side characters, like Kenny and his uh, two wives. Kenny and his wives and Lee and, you know, sometimes he'll flirt maybe. Lee, Lee and Carly one. a little. Like a little, but that... that's not that's not what the story's about in the way yeah, exactly. that Batman does seem to be shaping up to be a love story about Catwoman. Yeah, also the the Lee and Carly thing does not go very far before something happens. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I agree. It's it's interesting that it's taken this long to have that be like a major focus, but it works. It it totally works. Yeah, it totally works. It, it kind of makes me want something that is more like um like still using the the Walking Dead kind of narrative formula, but like lean into it actually actually do a dating sim i think that would be very interesting uh especially if you like quantify if if they do it like dating sims historically have where you're one of the very few eligible bachelors in this um huge amount of potential mates uh and and they all can like develop in and out of love with you based on how you react to them uh, the Telltale approach probably has more merit to it in exploring that kind of format than a lot of the formats that are typically used for it. Yeah, they should make a game and call it Date Night at the Inventory. They should They should make Date Night at the Inventory. That's jokey, though. I want to fall in love for real. <laughs> Get this humor out of here. My love is not a joke. My emotions are not to be trifled with, young man. <laughs> Sorry, man. Jeez. My emotions are not to be trifled with. 
I feel you. I feel you. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love to play a game like that. And yeah, it totally. doesn't seem like The Expanse or Wolf 2 are that, but that's fine. Yeah. I, I guess on one hand, I'm glad they don't lean into it like super often just because it is such an easy go-to for a plot. Like we were just discussing Disney movies before this. I would say three-fourths of those movies, maybe that's a lot, too much, but uh, a good chunk of Disney movies revolves around re- a relationship between two main characters. And that's fine. It's totally fine. It works. But I kind of like that Telltale doesn't just have to fall on that every time. Only sort of, though, right? Because, like, right. Beauty and the Beast, yes. Little Mermaid, you have, like... Ariel's the main character, and Prince Eric is this object of desire, but they're not, like, he's not going to become talked about in the story in any way that actually matters. Um, right, but it is still about two characters falling in love. No, it's about one character falling in love. And well, I think that's a huge difference, <laughs> because she, if like... She might have some off-screen reasons for really falling in love with Prince Eric, but she doesn't have anything other than, like, I am looking within myself and finding that I would like to be with Prince Eric. And in the real world, that is a very selfish, destructive approach to relationships, where you're trying to feel like, oh, you know what, when I say I have a crush on her, what I actually mean is, I really like the idea of ending up with her, but when I'm with her, maybe I'm not even listening to her because I'm so focused on the idea of ending up with her. And like that that writing, I think, permeates a lot of Disney movies. I do think Beauty and the Beast uh, and, and a couple others, like for actual, actualies, do it. Like they are real love movies about love movie stuff. Um, right. Yeah. I, I just mean more like a, a relationship between characters is a big plot element of a lot of stories. Sure, yeah. But that's also that's not really what I'm talking about with these Telltale games. Like, that's not the thing that I'm interested in seeing so much. I, I want to see, like, um, character dynamics between the two of them really play into a romantic relationship and what you can do with that from, from the gameplay standpoint rather than just, um, like, one character pining for another which i think is really weak and that's not that's not much of anything right no i get that i'm 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 just saying i'm glad telltale doesn't have to have like romance be a huge factor all the time like some other things do yeah but i like i like i like that they are doing it here and they're doing it well here yeah oh same yeah same 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 uh, my choice cut was deciding to sleep with Selena or not. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Sounds like it had some good results. Yeah, how, what was yours? Mine, uh, maybe a little more important than that. Mm. <laughs> uh, the press release at the end. Yeah, um, okay. I like that you can just choose when to deviate from the script. Uh, and I felt like I did a pretty good job. Sounds like you did a pretty good job. Um... But I like that that's filled with so much freedom. It's up to you to choose when the right moment is. You could deviate from it right away. Yeah, that's one of those things that I really... I would strongly doubt if that has a lot of actual, like, flowchart impact on the next two episodes. Yeah, but I just like the superficially feeling like (laughs) I'm making a choice. Yeah, there's something relating to that choice earlier, by the way, that I forgot to mention that I really want to mention was... um, I forget her name, but the chairwoman 
Uh, is it Dolores? Um, no. Regina. Regina. Re- mm-hmm. Regina. Yeah, it's either Dolores or Regina. <laughs> uh, Regina talks to you before the board convenes, and she says a lot of stuff that makes it seem like she's, you know, trying to be calm to you and trying to be on your side, and maybe would even vote in favor of you. But like, you get the feeling she's not going to vote in favor of you. Yeah. Um, and she says something to Bruce before she goes. She says, families like ours need to flock together. And that that feels so elitist. The Like, <laughs> yeah. families like ours? What do you even mean by that? Like, has money? Is old? Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I guess people can be old, yeah. Well, I mean old in the city. Like, old, like you've right. been in the city for a long time and therefore are worth more. Like... Mm-hmm. That's why we need to hang out together. We gotta stick together for one another. Yeah, it it just feels so, it feels so gross to me. The idea of like rich people t- saying like trying trying to equate their wealth to anything actually having to do with like a moral imperative to stick together with members of the same social class. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's it. And she said it so casually, too. I don't think it was even meant to be like that. She was just, this is what I believe. Yeah, we should stick together. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's that's another reason I like seeing Bruce and Selena together. Mm-hmm. Bruce is this, like, the richest man ever made. And here's Selena in this, like, shitty little apartment. Yeah. With, with mess everywhere. And that's fine. Bruce isn't like, oh, shit, who am I getting mixed up with? He's just like, oh, okay, uh, you eat the bad Chinese food. That's fine. <laughs> uh, that probably costs like $20 for a meal. <laughs> uh, still, though, like Selena it, it, it and shows Bruce that Bruce actually isn't... probably are much more like each other than uh, than otherwise, just because the metric of social class isn't being considered. It, it's every other metric of like, how do these people solve their problems? What is their approach yeah. to justice in the world? It seems very similar. They, they Definitely. They get along on that, that real stuff. Yeah, I like that a lot. Who's your weekly guy, though? Uh, it's Selena. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I did a three-peat of Selena stuff this time. I mean, it is just, like, my favorite part of the whole season. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to just fall on Selena again. I could have, but uh, I did like Harvey in this episode. I know you had your issues, but I maybe it is just because I got to see his face get all burnt up. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet that mattered. <laughs> yeah, like, it. it fe- I buy more that he would uh, descend into madness a little faster with these traumatic events. Uh but yeah, I liked seeing one thing I really liked was seeing him like at the beginning still being like the Harvey, you know, I liked coming in and being like, wow, you look like Two-Face, but you're still being like so nice to me in this hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is nice. Yeah. And like, I really liked seeing him like really grapple with what was happening in Selena's apartment because you see uh, that other half of him coming out. But then you see him, like, trying to gain control again, being like, shit, so, uh, you guys, uh, <laughs> this is a little embarrassing. I don't really want to <laughs> do this. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting seeing the turn with him. But, uh, you know, I, I stand by, like, 
these have been my three weekly guys so far, Bruce, Selena, and Harvey. And I just feel like in every episode, they've all been pretty on point. I think it's a good sign when your favorite characters are the ones that get the most screen time. Yeah, totally. I'm not sitting here being like, oh, I liked... uh, Hot Dog Man. Yeah, Hot Dog Man. (laughs) I forgot. I thought you were just making a joke. I forgot we went with the, the guy in New Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone except our main heroes, basically. Yeah, yeah no, we we said hot dog man one time. <laughs> uh, what, what's his name? Everyone it's else. It's like sucks. Beverly Hot Dogs or something. What's his, his name? Hubert was, Hot Dog, was it? Hubert Hot Dog, yeah. <laughs> oh, my name? Man, Hubert they, Hot Dog. <laughs> the way I, he delivered keep... that line was very good. <laughs> you should keep him around. Yeah, that game just only came out in 2022. <laughs> and he was the best part of it. That's so recent. Um, it feel it already feels like a million years ago. Yeah, because we bring it up all the fucking time. Like every episode, I'm like, well, unlike uh, tales, new tales from the Borderlands, this is actually good because blah blah blah. Yeah, it is. It is unfortunate because uh, those people are still working at that job, and it's it's not like we can really. Yeah, nothing personal, guys. Nothing personal. Um, there, there I'm sure was, you're all working very hard. There was there was something that didn't come together in that game, and uh, who's to, who's to say what that was behind the scenes? We don't know. Who's to say? We don't know. I'm glad I'm enjoying Batman more than that. I'm glad I'm enjoying a lot my more. time with you, Dustin. Whoa, more than New Tales from the Borderlands? A little bit. Wow. No, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. Well, I'll say a lot of nice things to you next week i guess uh where we'll talk about episode four of batman the telltale series and until next time have a great summer have a great summer it'll be over before you know it